Welcome back to another episode of the Nine Survivors. Back again, back in the regular seat, you know. Yeah, I know for real, man. He was <laughs> talking from behind the behind the camera last, last week. Last week, last week. Yeah, shout out to Tay for coming on last week as well. That was dope. Dope episode, man. Just getting us views and that, like. <laughs> I've noticed, man. People only support girls out here, man. Guys, looking. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, man. But now, shout out to um. Go people like, oh, what, what happened to you? <laughs> oh, really? I was like, listen to the clip. Did you replace you? Oh, for real, for uh, real. Now, shout out to shout out Nick, um, Nick London. Mm-hmm. Yeah, check, go check. Go get out your nails page. done. For real. Get them booked in. For real, man. Um, but yeah, how's how's your week been, man? Yeah, man. Um. It's, I don't know, man. <laughs> it's just one. You didn't really ask me, just, bro. It's yeah, like, like bro, what even happened this week, bro? Trust me, even me. Like, I woke up one day, and I didn't even realize what day it was. I was just like, is it, um. is it Thursday or what? it was Monday? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah, we, I think everyone's in that kind of bubble of oh, it is what it is, man. Well, it's mad, yeah. Like, who would have ever imagined, yeah, we'd be in this situation no, like, for this long as well. I've I've heard people just losing their minds online now. I think it was IVD was that if I see you having a party, I'm calling <laughs> the police. She's like fucking. I'm tired. She's like, no, I want to go out. Like she's probably going. People it, are but. getting onto her, don't they? Oh, is it? You know all these influencers. They're always flying out. Yeah, always true, 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 up, true, so. true. But I guess you can't really paint everyone with the same brush in it because people still got to work. If that's your livelihood, then then you need to fly somewhere and do something. Then, you know. but. I understand it's like we can't even leave the country, so you have no reason to complain. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you, uh, I don't know what that um, TV program's called. I think this morning. Okay, yeah. You know that Holly. Oh, um, ITV, yeah, 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 yeah. This morning, yeah. Hollywood. Oh, I've got her name. We're not Yeah, Holly. Is it Willoughby? Or Willoughby or something like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So. She was getting onto some influencer, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was basically trying to say, oh, I'm in Dubai, yeah, because yeah. I'm motivating my followers. <laughs> no, that's not even me. Like it's just like, huh? Like how? And then, and then she was like, "But how?" Yeah, like for like, real. So you're telling me you can't work out from your home, your home, your home, your home yeah, or like, outside in the UK. And there was like, no, like you know, them seeing me, like you know, basically living time, my best life. Yeah, it's motivating for them. She's like, that's no, awesome. that's not that, motivating yeah, at is. all. It's good that that's she called her out for that actually, because you know I, mean? it was, I don't know. Some <laughs> people's, I think some some people, like we said, yeah, it's the the sense of. Uh, reality can be warped and reading the room is just completely off now. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? You've been in an environment where people look to you to, for like inspiration or sometimes even for motivation as well, but you know, there's there's taste in it. Like you can work out. I've seen people running around in parks in in London and working around in, a, in their one bedroom living room. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. So you don't need to be in Dubai to be, to be living your best life to, to motivate or inspire anyone else, especially when I think because they're talking about the death toll and that, and it's just showing bare people, lost people. That Hundred thousand now, you know, so, that's crazy. You know, like it's just you're kind of rubbing it in people's faces. Like, don't do that. Innit? At the end of the day, if you want to work out, do that. You don't even need to put where you are. Innit? You can do it in a room, even if you are in Dubai. Do it in the living room of your hotel and then whatever. But you don't. We don't need to see all the other extra stuff. Innit? <laughs> I, I don't even know like why she came on. The yeah, <laughs> like it must have been a slow day. You know what I mean? But I yeah, nah, Again, it's innit? one of them ones. Like, because obviously. I would say most people are not being 100% compliant, but no, 100%, at the same time, <laughs> you don't need to put certain things online. You know no, I mean? no. And I feel like we're in that age now where some people might not necessarily think what they post anymore. It's just, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's, it's going online. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, whatever. Like, if I can get some likes, if I can get some coverage on it, cool. And then when something goes left, that's when everyone starts to sober. Like, yeah, oh, shit. Yeah, I didn't realise this was the wrong thing to do. Do you know what I mean? So 
we are actually in that element and that day and age of any and everything goes online nowadays. Mm. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Uh, it's interesting though, man. Because, yeah, actually, you see people, <laughs> like even me, I see people like, you know, flying away and I'm like, hmm, you know, it would yeah, be nice like, to get away. I but. get what you mean, but I'm always just like, the reality is though, you sh- it's, it's more hassle than it's worth. Oh, no, yeah, because yeah, for sure, for sure. You start to think about it and you're like, well, you got to do all this COVID testing stuff. There's a potential that, if you catch COVID somewhere else, you've got to stay there, then you've got to extend the time. No, 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 it's too much, man. You know, like, like your speciality of just booking a flight last minute, going somewhere, having the time <laughs> of your life and coming back. That's what I want to do. You know what I mean? I don't want to have to pre-plan all this, all this yeah. extra stuff and then you're kind of putting your, your health, as well as others, in danger. Mm. So, you know. I know. They're talking about, um, like, you have to pay for your own hotel for quarantine or something like that. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah they're just they're trying to make it as difficult for people as possible to kind of travel, which I get. You know what I mean? Like um, some people might I thought have it would have been like this from ages from ago. ages ago. But, but I anyway, think yeah. it's the power of the people mm. because once a majority or a large number of people are complaining and protesting their rights, it's like what can you do? You can't manhandle them as you see in other countries, which they do mm. because then it's human rights and whatever. And I think being in the UK, we have a lot of rights to kind of exercise are opposition to whatever the government's views are and stuff. And I feel, like we discussed before, they're still humans as well. They don't know how to basically tackle this issue. Mm -hmm. Because the moment you say lockdown, people are depressed. Everyone wants to go out. The moment you say, okay, go out, and then the COVID rate is rising, you're losing as well, innit? Mm So it's a difficult difficult balance, man. But I think definitely the one thing that you should put first is people's people's health, man. And obviously it's, it's difficult to balance health as well as mental health, because you've got physical health and you've got mm-hmm. mental health, because, yeah, you can keep people in lockdown for six months, but how is it going to affect people mentally? Do you get what I'm saying? And th- there was there was a lot of um, scenarios. I think this week there was like a siege, that like someone was just having like a mental episode and oh, was like threatening the police and he's like, I've got a gun, and whatever. Oh, so sir, that's the whole mental element of just being at home for so long. So it's, it's, a, it's a difficult one, but it's about finding, again, we like to use this word, it's the balance. And maybe like a bit of transparency, like talk to people, like what can we do better while we're in a situation where we want to basically nip this thing in the bud as quick as possible. Because I think in other countries, they're saying that their COVID rate isn't as bad or... Yeah, they're saying UK's... They're like the worst hit. So, you know, we must be doing something wrong. Mm. I don't know. I think people's compliance is, is worse because there doesn't seem to be like a clear roadmap out. True. If they had been like, you know... We're gonna do this for a certain amount of period, da, 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 mm. and then this is what we're gonna do next. But yeah, as you said, you know, it's it's a unique situation that no one has mm. been in before. So mm. there's it's easy to say a lot of things in hindsight. True. But, yeah, that's um, true. That's true. But yeah, there are, <laughs> it is clear like certain things could have been done better because, better, for example, for sure, yeah, this thing they're now adding, like they banned flights from time ago. Yeah. Yeah. But. It wasn't really pleased, didn't it? So people oh, still, still fly, fly yeah. And now they're introducing. Now you have to be COVID tested. Now you have to be, um, yeah, um, get your own hotel. Yeah, Why not? When before. they did it originally, did they not add Do all of that. this stuff? Yeah, so, yeah. Um, naturally, people are going to be angry because mm. when you compare to other countries, like naturally, we're the worst hit. I'm pretty it, sure so. it was like in China. They were like, we ain't even got COVID. <laughs> 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 I'm exist. pretty sure that's where it started as well. It's bad, didn't it? So. Yeah, man. Yeah, I agree. I do. I, t- I totally agree. But hopefully, man, this thing gets sorted out sooner rather than, than later, man. For real, like I've been seeing they've been vaccinating a lot of people, though. But yeah, I'm just yeah, like, 
is this in London? Because I don't know anyone <laughs> that's been vaccinated. Like they vaccinated a lot of people, and um, oh, apparently they're doing the like most vulnerable groups. Most vulnerable. First, oh, okay, cool. They're older lot. Yeah, and the care homes and that. But um, yeah. <laughs> but do you know what was on the news? What? <laughs> Which is funny actually. Um, or maybe it's not funny. What? <laughs> <laughs> we'll laugh anyway. <laughs> oh God, yeah. But they actually reported that you know. Amongst the ethnic groups, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like about seventy-two percent of them are not going to take the vaccine. No, it's it's real though because like I think people like we discussed, I think maybe last week or the week before was people are only going to take it because they get to the point of fuck it. Like I just want to, I want to yeah. go on holiday. You know what I mean? Not because inconvenience. Yeah, not yeah. because it's 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 better or whatever for my health. It's going to benefit me. It's because I can't do anything else until I yeah, take yeah, it. So yeah, exactly. I even saw um shout out his half cast podcast mm-hmm. talking online was like, brother, I'm just gonna take it. You know what <laughs> I mean, <laughs> he was just like, where can I sign up in it? I just need to take it so I'm able to do whatever yeah, it is yeah, I need yeah. to do in it. So I get it, and I saw I saw someone else on Snapchat post it like, I just need to hurry up and get this vaccine. I was just <laughs> and as the, as like the opposing party, I felt. I felt disrespected. I was like, are you okay? <laughs> you know what I mean? But I didn't message the person. And, and then I just saw it from the view of, I understand though, innit? Because yeah. now, like you said, <laughs> for a lot of industries, it's going to be the mandatory to kind of do anything. Most. You know? And the thing I don't get is, if you've never caught it or you've never been affected in any way, shape or form, why then do you still have to, t- do you still have to take it? You're the pharmacist. <laughs> <laughs> like, do you know what I'm saying? Because, no, no, I hate what you're saying. Like, if, if, for example, um, I know we used to get um, is it BCGs and all that stuff, and mm. it's to fight TB or whatever it was. <laughs> but I was thinking some people have never caught that in their life, and like T said at one time, like some children don't even have shots ever in their life, and they, yeah. lead, they lead a normal life. So, in terms of COVID, if you haven't caught it, or you never know, you might have because you've never been tested. But let's just say you never suffered any adverse effects from COVID, and now they're saying you have to take this vaccine. Why? Like, well. I guess there will be two reasons. One, mm-hmm. um, there's a possibility you could catch it. True. So, you know, I guess they're trying to, yeah, they're trying to make sure that your health is protected if mm. you do catch it. Secondly, um, even if you catch it and you don't have symptoms, you could potentially be passing it on to others. Mm. Um, and yeah, that's simply it. Because if the spread keeps going and going and going, mm. then you know, it's going to be quite difficult to contain. That's why we're doing all these lockdowns. Mm. But, but um, one of the the big things is that the, the vaccine yet hasn't been, I don't think it's been tested or proven <laughs> yeah. to show that it stops transmission yeah. yet. Yeah, because they're talking about another dosage of it as well after like six weeks or something like yeah, that. Yeah, that's that's just part of the initial, like, yeah, but the top up or whatever, to make it stronger. I'm good. I'm good, man. <laughs> Fuck it, like, now. But I understand, innit? Because people are skeptical. Like, why am I taking it? You haven't even shown... Like, we haven't seen the direct benefits or whatever. You're just saying that we need to do this to stop this thing. But some people, there was even... Obviously, not to spread any, like, propaganda or negative outlooks, but some people end up getting even worse off from taking the the vaccines, innit? So I think that's why in the urban communities, especially black people, we're just skeptical. Like, hmm. You know what I mean? Like, this hasn't really been Mm. fully trialed and tested and you're telling us it's safe. But at one point, I think... Black black communities were the most vulnerable. Then it's the elderly. It's like, so what is it then? Do you know what <laughs> I mean? Like, are you just trying to get us to take it or what? So, um, I hear what you're saying. Yeah, I think it has been. <coughs> it's been tested, obviously, but it's um, it's been a lot quicker than a lot of other mm. vaccines. Mm. So 
obviously a lot of people are skeptical about that. Yeah. But you know, working in that industry, like they've removed a lot of the red tape. And oh really? There's been actually there's actually been a lot of volunteers. <laughs> oh, to just take it basically. <laughs> to take yeah. it to like do testing basically. Yeah. All around the world. So and when you have a combined effort, then things are more possible. It's sped up a bit. It's yeah. Up a bit more. Okay. But I think, yeah, it's natural because you look back in history with black people and clinical trials in general. And they haven't, it's never come out. Yeah, it's true. Or not never, but, but there's been some more, local cases. More cases than yeah. not. Yeah, like it's always been an adverse effect to yeah. what they wanted to achieve. Yeah. Like Tuskegee, um, the syphilis like clinical trial. That was mad. Like basically, when I heard about they, that, already I had the, <laughs> they already had the cure in it. But well, they just kept testing mm. them to see the effects that would happen once you keep getting syphilis and mm. like, and basically they're just treating them like um like guinea pigs, like guinea it? pigs, bruv. So, and there's been other like there's been quite a few actually yeah. <laughs> over the years, even some like in the not too distant yeah um, past. But but yeah, it's one of those ones where like trust just has to be reestablished, isn't it? It's difficult though, isn't it? Like that's because there's been uh, there has been several cases like that where people have been, especially black people, have been mistreated. From testing in it, so it's difficult to win back the trust of a society that's been continuously like oppressed. I would say, but it's you interesting I mean? though but because most people, like even listening, yeah. <laughs> have probably been vaccinated at that point. That's true. So I saw, I saw, um, not to put her out there, but I think was it um, Hanjan? She's like, oh, I got, um, I think if I'm not mistaken, she got like a vaccine. Yeah. So it was just like, but I didn't feel any other way though. I was just like, okay, fair enough. Yeah. Because yeah. I think she works as a nurse, I believe. I don't know from what the pictures I've seen, but so I was just like, oh, fair <laughs> enough though. Like you're kind of frontline, you're dealing yeah. with it every day, so it is what it is, isn't it? But if I don't, if I'm necessarily not in those environments, then why do I need to take it? But then again, it might just be ignorant because I want to travel as well, and I want to kind of live my life. So you got to think about the other people that may may be affected by it. You know what I'm saying? So, but yeah, it's one of them ones. Yeah, isn't it? it is like <laughs> you're always gonna have opposition in it to whatever. Yeah. So I understand, but at the moment I'm still kind of in that bracket of, I'm good, like I'm healthy. I've you know touched wood, grace of God that like, I'm healthy. I don't think I've suffered from any effects of COVID or anything like that. So, but it'll be interesting to see where the country goes within the next year, though, because it's getting to that point. Is summertime is is leaving. Obviously, it doesn't uh, feel like it because February is. They're saying Glastonbury is cancelled. Yeah, you know, <laughs> and I just saw someone say Afro Nation. <laughs> people, the, the reply was crazy. It's just like just forget about it. <laughs> <laughs> just forget Apparently about it. Like. is still like, we're working closely. Oh, we're yeah, yeah. Da, 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 da. That's the only thing you can say, though. If you're really trying to push it through, like, nah, man, we can't feel that. Like, unless mad, they openly come out and say all festivals are cancelled until December or something mad. You know wow. what I mean? Glastonbury's around that time, basically, yeah. isn't it? Oh, yes. Well, boy, I don't It's know. mad. And you know what's funny? Yeah. Last episode, we was talking about opportunity. Yeah. Sometimes one thing, something is hard work until one they're done, bro. Trust <laughs> me. Trust me, for real. It's mad, bro. For real. Mad. Um, what else has been happening? Um, I don't know if you saw Boohoo for out Debenhams. Well, go back to our episode. Um, I don't know if it was titled that, but we did dis- we did discuss Death of a High Street. Mm. It's not a book. Like, it's actually, it sounds like <laughs> Death of a South. But yeah, Death of a High Street, innit? Because everything is, is going online now. Mm. Like, m- most things are going online. Don't get me wrong, though. I feel like you would still need the High Street in essence because... Whenever you travel, <coughs> whenever you go into London, you like to go into shops sometimes, just window yeah. shopping. Mm-hmm. Like, I've been into a H&M, a Selfridges or whatever, and you want to walk around, touch stuff, you know, like even try things on and be like, yeah, this is this is cold. So I don't think they can completely get rid of it. But in terms of sales, profit, whatever it is that, you know, that the target is, 
most of it is moving online because I know more times in the last year, most of the clothes I bought have been online. Yeah, I haven't right. had to try it on. I'm just like, okay, cool, this is my size. Mm-hmm. If I don't like it, with ASOS now, it's so easy to return stuff. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Me you that. say, uh, I'm returning it. You take your, your phone to the shop with your clothes package. They scan it. They put a label in it and they send it back. Mm. It's efficient. Do you get what I'm saying? So, yeah, I think online, online being online in general is, is definitely the way to go. But it just goes to show how much market share and buying power they have now. Because everything else around them, especially the high street, is starting to collapse or go mm. into disrepair and they can just come in and be like yep i'll give you 50 million <laughs> you know what i mean even though it might have been worth a stupid amount Trust of money me. before so and it's yeah, yeah it's it's definitely strange because they've obviously bought the brand but they haven't bought any of the yeah. <laughs> the actual yeah, shops exactly exactly or they're not like opening any of the shops in it so yeah it's it, it's strange because you go back to or actually even asos are doing it oh they're they're doing buyouts as well they they've been doing it you know like yeah. this isn't new like they've not, not quietly but just been like steadily building, yeah, steadily building, yeah. basically taking over. Do you get what I'm saying? And I feel like most people now will go to ASOS to get something, mm. even if it's not your main place to shop. If you're a designer person, I'm pretty sure you come across ASOS like, oh, oh, let me get this from there back, or whatever. Back, back. So, yeah, man, take nah, I think they're saying real. Top Shock and Burton, like all, of all of those ones that kind of yeah, yeah, because you know, like they 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 are some, just some, <laughs> but to name a few. Some of the companies that are really affected by, especially COVID, now, like yeah. you can't pay staff to go to work if it's unsafe to go. You don't need to necessarily work from home if you're a retail assistant. Not to throw any shade, but you get what I'm saying. Like, if you're meant to just be on the shop floor selling stuff, how then do we continue to pay you if we're not selling anything? Mm. So the only way they can go is basically just to sell, and a lot of that stuff now is just online. You know, it's easy to to do everything, yeah. every and anything online. So. There is one store though that is resistant <laughs> to change. Yeah. That's Primark. I always say Primark wrong. I say Primark. I don't know why I've been used to oh, saying. I don't know it. which way to say. I don't no, know I think Primark, it is because um I said this to someone, and then she was like Primark. I was like, yeah, that's what I said. She was like, no, you said Primark. And I was just <laughs> like, oh, okay, sorry, but yeah, but yeah, no, because I feel like sometimes prices for certain things just can't be beaten in it. Like when you go into Primark. You get a shirt for like five pounds, even if you only wear it once. You know <laughs> what I mean? It is. It's five pounds. Like, I'm not gonna miss it. So but why aren't they going online? I don't know though. I feel like eventually they will be forced to because there's no way. Can it be? Can they be sustainable for the next 20, 10, 15 years? I feel like if there was a time, it would have been now. True, true. I don't know though because boy, Blockbuster, Woolworths, all of them had that same mentality, mm. and where they now. You know what I mean? And I feel like now with um, Primark, <coughs> you got they got. I would say they got competition. Maybe not necessarily. In, I would say even in price because fast fashion is a thing now. Yeah. Boohoo, mm-hmm. man. You know, um, obviously you got boohoo in general. <laughs> you got boohoo in general. Like all these, all these fast fashion brands. Yeah, they sell clothes for like ten, fifteen pound online. So mm. why do I then need to go to Primark to shop? Or is it just mm. the element of it's Primark? So why not go there? I don't know, but you know, everyone loves Primark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so boy, I, I, don't I think obviously, oh, actually, yeah, someone was telling me, uh, yeah, their price strategy and model it doesn't like it doesn't support online because oh, online, really? yeah, you can return stuff a lot, yeah, yeah, yeah. People might not necessarily buy it, yeah, yeah, true, but because a lot of their stuff is quite cheap, and well, actually, Boohoo stuff is quite cheap as well, isn't it? it is like I'm pretty sure I've been on Boohoo, man, yeah, no word of a lie, I bought like a jacket that was 20 pounds. Mm. And it looks f- it looked fire when I when I was wearing it. So me going into Primark, I still got to spend some money in terms of transport to get there. Then I got to look around, 
and they might not even have what mm. I want. So why am I then gonna waste my not yeah waste my time basically when I can just go online research even if it takes me a while to get exactly what it is I feel like I would look best in. No, yeah, it's true. So I feel like Primark is that luxury you have when you're out and about, and you've got fifty pounds to spend. You can be like, hey, let me go into Primark. I need some socks, mm. and I know it's not gonna it's not gonna cost me an arm and leg to get these items. And more times, even if I don't need it, I might not necessarily return it because it was cheap. Whereas with ASOS, I can package it, scan something, <laughs> and send it straight back. So it's interesting. It's interesting, but I don't think they will have longevity though. Even if they're even if they're surviving the test of times now, I don't know as a physical store. You know what I, mean? mm. I don't know if they'll necessarily have the longevity going forward. But then again, I could be proven wrong. But I think history and numbers don't lie because there's been businesses that have been thriving. But the moment the environment starts to change and people start to adapt and you don't, you get left behind. And eventually, mm. it only leads to one thing, which is closer or or the sale of your company to another company. So you never know. Primark could just end up being ASOS in the future. Possible, man. You know what I mean? So it'd be interesting, though. If they do survive the, the test of time, what I'd find interesting is how they did it. Now everyone would want to know what's the model then, because it's all well and good selling. But they're not making money at the moment. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's all well and good selling stuff that's cheap and easy, easily accessible, and is similar to other brands, but just at a lower price range. But how did you survive the test of time when people just stopped going, coming and buying mm-hmm. things from the store? So I feel like maybe their saving grace might be at the moment that they've just made so much money in terms of profit within the last however many years that they can afford. They've got maybe like a rainy day fund where they can afford to stay open mm. for two years without making a sale. But once that two years is up, what happens then? You know what I mean? It might not be two years, it might be a year, but I feel like in terms of the profit margins they make there, it might be substantial enough where they can stay open for a long period of time. Whereas yeah, it must be, man. That's what, that's anything I can <laughs> I put it down to, really. must not like... They're okay with not making a profit this year. Yeah, like yeah. I, I'm, I'm assuming so because I don't think there's been a day where I, I might have passed Primark, Primark or gone into Primark and it hasn't been busy. Like there's yeah, always been yeah. people in there. I don't think there's ever been a day I've walked in and it's empty. You just hear me. There's always someone. Always. Whether it's Marble Arch, whether it's Woolwich, whether it's Peckham, wherever, it, there's, there's always people in always, there. So always, always. I feel like that's their saving grace. Maybe they've made enough money to a point where they can weather a storm of not making any sales whatsoever. Mm. So... Yeah, mm. it'll be inter- it'll be interesting to see though for sure. I guess we'll just we'll see with time in it. Yeah, for sure, man. <laughs> I don't know if you saw McGregor. Oh my days! I think do you know. Getting this, knocked out. I think for think? this at this point, for him, I think he's he's still got it, but I don't think he necessarily wants it much mm. anymore because you're you've basically created a brand. Conor McGregor, <laughs> yeah, for me is the trash talking guy that usually backs up what he says yeah mm-hmm. you know what i mean so people have bought into it so even if Con- conor mcgregor was fighting an unknown person flipping indonesia people are going to mm-hmm. tune in because it's conor mcgregor it's a mm-hmm. brand you know what i mean so it's the personality yeah so mm-hmm. i think sometimes creating a brand to a certain element and not delivering is the disappointing thing it's not necessarily that they tune in to watch it it's you not delivering on what you said mm-hmm. that people are like oh you know what i mean so i, I don't think he's necessarily lost it i just feel like Maybe the priorities might have changed, man. If that makes any sense, because now I'm I'm pretty sure him coming back would have been a major payday. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Sure. He's sure. not getting paid what other UFC fighters that that fight week in week out are getting paid. You know what I mean? He can come out once every two years and get paid stupid money. So mm. even him losing, I was surprised though. I didn't stay up to watch it. It was too late. I was just like, oh, he got rocked, and obviously all the memes and stuff come out <laughs> instantly. But 
I'm still rich. You know what I mean? So it's like, what do you, and I remember we had this discussion more like, what do you, what would you rather have, legacy or wealth? Because some people would be like, yeah, I never won anything in my sport, but I got paid. I'm rich. Yeah, you know what I mean? I'm rich. You know what I mean? And then you get the people that are champions unbeaten and they never really got the, the financial recognition they deserve. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Obviously, you have the one model, which is Floyd Mayweather, but it's not a common thing. People see it as, oh, you know, 50 and 0, he made it out stinking rich. Even then, he still gets criticised. Like, oh, you didn't even pick the hardest. So, you know, I don't think everyone has... I think, obviously, in everything that you do, there's that one example it works. But it's not it's not a common theme in that sport. They're, they're exception. You know what I mean? He's yeah. one of the greatest, mm-hmm. and he got paid his money's worth. So mm-hmm. I feel like, for me, at this point, for someone like a McGregor, who's become a brand and kind of like a household name for UFC, it, it's more about, I'm just trying to get paid now, rather than... I want to be seen as one mm. of the greatest of all time. I don't know, then, because I feel like, because he retired, obviously, like, yeah, he retired yeah, bare yeah. times. Yeah, exactly, yeah. This Come guy back. is thinking already. Yeah. That Floyd Mayweather, he got like 100 million. Yeah, yeah, stupid money. So uh, I don't know if he's doing it necessarily for I'm not saying he's broke, anymore. but then again, yeah, like you said, some people don't know when to call it quits yeah, because yeah, money yeah, is enticing. Yeah. If I'm fighting for money, I don't care if I get beaten. Like I just know, even though I'm sitting on 100 mil, Someone like Daniel White has promised me another five million for fighting for twenty minutes. Why am mm. I not going to do it? And in in theory, for someone that like for us, for example, like we're not millionaires, but I would like to think, Lord, I'm enjoying my hundred million. You know, I don't even need to work. Like I want to try, quote unquote. Everyone's talking about this at the moment, investing or just saving my money at <laughs> yeah, least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I can survive on ten k a month. Like, why do I need to be spending any more than that? Mm. And like, I think if you have ten million pounds, you can live on a budget of 10k a month for like the next 25 or 30 years mm-hmm. someone someone told me that figure so if we're talking about 100 million what are we, what are we doing like, I don't <laughs> need to go back to fight again but some people are motivated by money like you know what I got 100 million but I want to have 105 so I will fight for the 5 million like, mm-hmm. regardless of if I feel like I've, I've trained enough or I'm in that headspace just to be hungry for it like I'm getting it's guaranteed so even if I don't give my best performance I'm still getting money out of it and you know, some people, some, some people rightly saying like he's just he kind of lost the hunger for it. It's not the same anymore, because now he's at that stage of I'm rich. Like, I don't even need to do this, but because I am, yeah, it's just that hunger. I'm getting well, well rewarded for mm. it. So, you know, it's it's hard to be Michael Jordan in terms of your mentality. Yeah, like, yeah, I don't yeah. care if I'm the best. There's no way you can ever say when 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 you've needed me most that you've beaten me. No, mm. like for example, you went to the final six times, never lost. Like a lot of people will be like. Oh, but so and so went to the finals eight times, but they, but then someone will be like, but he lost though, <laughs> so he can't be the best. You get what I mean? So the mentalities for certain athletes and people in business in general is different. Some people might not necessarily care about their reputation. For example, Ryanair, the owner, was like, if it was down to me, people wouldn't even have seats on my flights. <laughs> Real jokes. <laughs> quote me on this. Quote that me on this. He said, right. if it was down to me and there was no like legislation or regulations. People wouldn't have seats mm. because at the end of the day, they know what they're paying for when they're paying fifteen pounds to get on a flight to to Barcelona. So I don't care about how you feel. <laughs> about, I don't care if it's not the main airport in Barcelona. Not those exact words, but I don't care if it's not the main airport yeah, in yeah, Barcelona yeah, yeah. and you have to get another taxi to get into the center. But it was fifteen pounds, so you knew what you was paying for. <laughs> you know, what I mean? you can't turn around and tell uh, me like, oh, the customer service is shoddy, like, but you pay fifteen pounds for it, so that's what you're getting. <laughs> Do you get what I mean? So some people value that essence of money, like, I don't yeah, care about yeah, my yeah, reputation, yeah. but I'm paid, so. You know, I'm I'm a multi-millionaire, I'm a billionaire, and people might think I'm scum, but I'm rich. So I don't care about your views. Like they're not paying me any, any right, different. <laughs> Whereas some people will respect views 
and reputation more than being paid. Mm. Whether that's gangsters, like, man, I just want to be respected. In it. I don't care about money. Like I know people respect me though. Whereas gangsters, or even in business, people be like, our reputation is everything. So even if we're making money, I don't want people to see us as a bad brand or a brand that's endorsing negative things. That's mm-hmm. why you'll get people like, um, for example, I don't want to just throw any name, but like, let's, for example, an Adidas, they care about their reputation. Mm. Because at one point, and this is not to throw anyone under the bus, they endorsed, not endorsed, but I think they were sponsoring Zone 2. Like they were giving them Adidas clothes and stuff. Like zone 2? Zone 2. Certified. I'll, I'll get your picture and I'll show you after. So I was giving them free like Adidas clothing. Okay. And the newspaper ran it. Like, is Adidas mad? Like, did you hear what these boys are rapping about? <laughs> and they're giving them Adidas like clothing and stuff. Immediately as that came out, they dropped them. Because why? Mm. They care about the reputation. Mm. It wasn't about, oh, we could have made some money or we could have opened a new market with these guys. It was about, ah, it's not worth it. <laughs> we care about our reputation too much. We're going to stop working with them. Yeah, Do you get yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. So, you know, for some people, it's the financial benefits. For other people, it's all about reputation because mm. some and people legacy. say, yeah, reputation and legacy will outlast anything you get paid. And others will be like, at the end of the day, I want to be known as the person that had the most of this. So... Mm. It's where your priorities lie. But more time, when your legacy or <coughs> reputation is like tip top, like that will make you more money over the long Yeah, time. of course. Of course. But some people don't see it like that. Mm. Some people be like, I don't care about that. That takes too long. I'd rather get paid now and die with, uh, he wasn't a great person, but I would say his numbers didn't lie. That was rich. Mm. You get what I'm saying? So for people, it's different. You know, some people don't want to do the, the marathon journey of building a reputation to put themselves in a position or a space where they can command whatever fee they want. Mm. Others would rather be like, what? Because of a reputation, which isn't, which is adverse and it's not necessarily good, I can get this much money off of it. Cool. You know what I mean? Like, I don't care if this is what people think about me yeah, as long yeah, as I'm yeah. getting paid. Like, there was a fighter, another fighter, a guy called um, Colby Covington. He's in UFC as well. And he was ma- wearing like Make America Great Caps <laughs> all around that. like UFC stadiums. Openly supporting Trump. Like, mm. I don't care. It's like my family are never going to be poor again. So why do I care <laughs> about your opinion, basically? Yeah, yeah, fair. So, you know, that's it, it differs for people. And it's, it's a mad mindset when you look at that. But the, um, the wholesome or the, the morally correct person would be like, oh, that person's just a bastard. Or this person just, he doesn't have any morals. Mm. But if you hear their side of the story, it's like, well, you say this, but no one in my family ever has to work again. Who's, whose morals are being questioned here? Mine or yours? You get what I mean? So... Mm. You know, it's an interesting, it's definitely an interesting angle to look at things for sure. But um, it's a shame though, like, but I, we all knew like Connor's not going to be a guy that's going to come in, come back and then just be unbeaten. You know what I mean? I feel like he's got a target on his back already. So mm. especially because it's him, people are going to work and train harder than necessary, than whatever they would against a guy that's been doing it. It'll be normal preparations, whatever we analyze him. He's going to come with this. And he beat you know that guy before. And he beat him before. I remember and we were like talking about said, energy. It's the motivation. Like, I lost this guy before. So <laughs> and he was time, trash talking me as well. Yeah. And next time we come back, I'll show you what I've got in it. So it's that element. Like you've got a target on your back now. So, you know, where he might, have, where Connor might have come in and thought, I've beaten him already. That person's going to have extra motivation mm-hmm. to be like, no, nah, you're not, you're not getting away with it this time. So, and it's funny. Yeah. Everybody talks about the mental aspect of it. Like, does he want it? All these yeah. other things. But, it might actually also be physically. He's just he's not, just the not there, yeah. No, that's true, man. Time is time is something that can really drain your body in general. Mm-hmm. You know, even if he was as strong as an ox before, doesn't mean in, in the next two years you're gonna have that same strength. That's it, man. And especially if your mindset is a little bit altered, doesn't mean that it's gonna be the same physically mm-hmm. as well. So 
Yeah, no, 100%, man. Age, time, that's one thing you can't control. So that's if it, you're not man. putting in that hours, that's another thing that um someone called Connor out and they were like, he just, you know, it's not even about wanting it. Like, you can tell the hours and the graft and the hard work yeah, that you have to wasn't put, it wasn't the there. You know yeah. what I mean? So it wasn't surprising that he yeah. took that L, so, yeah. But yeah, what do you guys are millionaires anyway? So. Oh, they're, come on, man. <laughs> they're laughing, man. They're all good, man. Bro, but mean, what if everybody was a millionaire? Ooh, I like that segue. I was having this. I was having that. I'll give you that. that. Hadouken. No, that's crazy. No, no. (laughs) But um, no, that's. I was thinking about this today. Actually, I was thinking. Imagine me and you were. All of us were born, same level playing field, and everyone's automatically a millionaire. Would society still survive? Like, would it still survive if everyone was a millionaire and no one had to work? And no one had to work. No, actually, yeah, because you're a millionaire. So why do you have to work? Mm. Really and truly, like, yeah, why do you have to work if you're a millionaire? If I, know, I know it's not the be all and the end all, but yeah. if everyone's a millionaire. Does society collapse or does inflation just go up to where it's like you can afford this now, so we can charge you this? That's it. That's why I think it will be because, mm. like, there's no rules, but everyone's got a million pounds. That's yeah. the only thing that that's the only rule in common. Everyone's got a million pounds, but there's technically no rules. No. Like, there's no guidelines or legislations or whatever. Yeah, it, it <laughs> it's an interesting one. It's though, interesting, isn't it? like, but like it's one of them ones where things are just so inflated that now it's it's like normal life. Everybody has the same True. thing. You just get more billionaires. You get more True. like multi multi millionaires. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. If 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 you're if you're starting from millionaires, because True. it's a capitalist society, society. there's always going to be disparities in um True. people's yeah living. yeah. No, that's Even true. if you are millionaires, it doesn't necessarily mean that. Yeah. Everyone's going to stay equal. Someone was, else is going to shoot up and that's be... That's it. Yeah. <laughs> there was like a statistic. No, it can't have been a statistic, but yeah. there was like a theory that said that if you distribute all of the world's um wealth yeah. to everybody, so everything was equal, like within a year, <laughs> things would just would, be like... The disparity would just be show. like pretty it's much true the same. because I was thinking, like we said about opportunities and not being able to manage it. Mm. Now that everyone's got a million pounds, doesn't mean that everyone's going to stay at a million. That's it. Someone's going to elevate and some people might even lose it. That's it. <laughs> lose it overnight. Like, no, I lost... <laughs> <laughs> I'm homeless. Trust me, <laughs> it's real talk. So it's mad. Like obviously, financial disparities have always been a problem. But if everyone was on the same level playing field, I think some of the same mistakes would still happen. Like people wouldn't know how to manage what they've been given, especially if it's all even. Someone's yeah. gonna work, do something, and by this time next year, is gonna have ten million. Whereas mm-hmm. I might still be on my million, or I might just have. 1.1 million but it's not that much compared mm-hmm. to a 10 million and then you get someone that might be on 500k that's it so <laughs> it's interesting isn't it so the other question that i was going to lead to also was technically in life or in the world does there have to be the element of rich and poor then for society to really work well in this current society yeah million truly i know it's an ethical question because technically no one should be poor but if people weren't poor society might not function the way it should, if that makes mm-hmm. any sense. And it's not even necessarily poor, but working class. Yeah. Society is not going to function properly because now everyone's at that field of, or oh, I don't need to work, so why am I getting up to do anything it's or work for someone? It's just, yeah, the people at the top, they have, like, a monopoly on, like, you know, on wealth, mm. Mm. Um, information, True. Connections, connections, all these different things. So Especially more time, they're getting more, more and more rich. True. Um, and the Everyone else is just kind of catching up to that. True. You know what I mean? So true. They, they do what they can to keep their position. To keep you know their position, yeah, so true. So in essence, even if everyone was born or given a million pounds a day, let's just say from the age of 18, because that's when you're basically an adult, 
it wouldn't necessarily mean that there still wouldn't be disparities because people would either mismanage it or others would find opportunities or use their connections to multiply whatever mm-hmm. they've been given anyway. So yeah, that's a good that's a good answer actually. It's very true. Even with that, yeah, mm-hmm. before we move on, yeah. What do you think about obviously I know like you're not a massive sneakerhead, but you know about trainers. I watched the video and the guy was like, When people are wearing fake stuff, yeah, it's not their fault. Like they're buying fakes because Obviously, there's two elements. Obviously, you can't afford it, so you're buying a fake that looks like it. Mm-hmm. But the other element is you just can't get the product, so you're just like, fuck it, I'll buy a fake. I'll buy a fake. For example, trainers. Mm-hmm. So someone, what we see now, yeah, is, again, is capitalism. Like People will buy certain items, not even just trainers, because I remember when it was COVID, people were buying, what do you call it, anti-back and selling it for £10. <laughs> remember that? And then yeah. people were getting chastised, like, you mad? Like yeah, People are yeah, dying, yeah, like, yeah. why are you profiting off of people? So that's where that kind of got shut down quickly. Even the Indian guy in the, in the corner shop. Yeah. He, he was getting called out. <laughs> and he had to quickly change hey, those prices back. Them were putting I remember they were putting like pressure. Pounds. Trust me, trust me. It was crazy. So capitalism is a problem. But for example, especially in like the trainer or quote unquote America sneaker industry, people now don't even like trainers, but they know they can make money off of it. So they'll mm. buy or use a thing they call bots or robots online to make all these purchases from these websites. Oh, okay. Like, it's an automated system where it can just basically, it's kind of like it hacks into all these systems. And as long as it has your card details and you've got enough money, you'll buy as many trainers as oh, you okay. need. okay. Hmm. And then they just had them. So there was a picture of some guy who had about 500 pairs of Yeezys. <laughs> and he just, he did he wasn't going to wear them. Yeah, he just yeah, wanted to sell them. So a guy was doing a video and he was just like, I can no longer blame people for wearing fakes because Nike have the facilities to make trainers where everyone can wear them. And again, like we said, it's an even playing field and they don't have to pay stupid amounts of money for them and they pay resale price but Nike would still benefit because then technically they're selling more items in it but because they're limiting stock people that generally have a, a passion for trainers and sneakers are buying fakes because they can't get them mm. or it's too much money to get like the retail price ones because now something that was £150 is £500 so he was like I can't technically be mad for people wearing fakes what are your views on that? Do you think that's fair? That's a fair analogy, or would you still be like, at the end of the day, you, like in my mind, I saw where he was coming from, but I was like, at the end of the day, sometimes you can't have everything in it. I feel like if you can't get it, find an alternative. You know what I mean? But some people just want to have that product. <laughs> they're like, I'll buy a fake. I don't care. So what are your views? Like, I was thinking, oh, it's a, it's, a, it's an interesting question. Like, it's a good aspect to look at things. Like, I can't blame people for wearing, um fakes because Nike are just ca- capitalizing off mm-hmm. of people's once basically by limiting stock yeah i think there's a lot of angles to look at this from but ultimately people are always going to buy fakes because it's cheaper and True. it, it might give you the same prestige <laughs> someone <laughs> <laughs> as someone that has that a is bit, very true especially you know I mean? if it looks real like if it looks real <laughs> yeah and you can get away with and it and you get it for a fraction of the price then, that's true you know and the thing is yeah like yeah I agree. And it's, it's natural. <laughs> it's, it's not just bound to normal people because even celebrities have fakes. Of so course. it's like, well, you know, you can't just even like chastise the, the normal working class person because even a multi-millionaire Trust is me. prone to buy a fake. Like back there, in so. the day, yeah, before there was all these sites exposing people for being yeah. fakes, people were rocking fakes like, calmly. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> no, for real, for real. Calmly, calmly. For real, for real. Yeah, it's, people are attracted to wealth. That's just the way it is. Yeah, so when you have true. symbols of wealth, Fake it till you make it type of thing. Um, like, how many people have fake Rollies and all these different yeah, things? Yeah, it's man. true, you know. That's true. And they get, they might be getting the perks of <laughs> certain true. certain um, items they have. That's true. Even yeah. if they're fake or that's not. So. so do you think even if Nike or Yeezy didn't limit their stocks and you could buy these trainers whenever you wanted, 
would people still be buying fakes? Or would then no. they wouldn't be? Because okay. the element of of um exclusivity creates yeah. that demand. Okay, yes. If I it's agree. available it to everybody, then it's not. You don't that need to buy it. You just know you need to save your money to get these trainers. Exactly. They, but they're gonna be available yeah. in six months' time. Yeah. And yeah, you I might agree. not even want them as much because True. everyone can get Everyone's them. Everyone's got them. True. But when it's something that's you know, kind of exclusive to have. Yeah. The first question you get is how how'd you get those? <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> Big it's facts. true. It's true. And you might not even cherish it as much as the next person that's been that's trying to it. get them. So that's true, you know. But yeah, that was an interesting angle for capitalism. And I was thinking if something is widely made is if something is made widely available to everyone, mm. is there the need for people to take shortcuts and basically just fake it? Or would there be an element of there wouldn't be such a progressive market for fake items because now it's available to you regardless of how much you earn or you know yeah so i i, I personally think fakes will be they're always going to be around they're always going to be there yeah always. that's true that's true as long as there's that option someone will take it regardless if they can <laughs> afford it or not that's true that's very true, very true. that's big facts yeah. man but going on to like shortcuts and how people take them yeah <laughs> or things people do even yeah like with money, man, especially um, tax dodging the tax man. Bro, it's not a joke. Whole <laughs> it's not a joke. The upper class, they're very good at that. Tax write off. <laughs> tax write offs. Well, that's that's technically legal. It's legal, but um, you know, tax evasion. That's that in cost, isn't it? You're, you're ending up like Wesley Snipes. <laughs> <laughs> that I was myself, just... <laughs> <I'm> no career. <laughs> no, that was not even tax evasion. That's just not paying tax. Oh, tax. is that what happened? <laughs> oh, okay, so he just wasn't paying. I thought he was tax, yeah, just yeah. doing tax evasion, but he just wasn't paying tax at all. Yeah, that's what I heard. Of it, oh, yeah. okay. Shout the out, man. People, Lauren he's still he's still <laughs> blading my eyes. I don't care what he was. <laughs> I mean, he's acting again anyway. So oh, is it? Okay, yeah. So, yeah, nah, it's mad because I had this conversation with a work colleague. Literally, I was at work yesterday. And then, you know, in our workplace, you can do, like, extra shifts, in it, and get more money, basically. And you get paid a decent amount for doing extra shifts. Mm. And I was like, are you doing any more? And she was just like, nah, man. She was like, I'm in the 40% bracket. <laughs> she was like, I don't want them to take any more money off me. She's like, it's enough now. I just have to wait till April, so, no, I'm out of the game. And she had a straight face. So I thought, nah, are you joking? She's like, nah, like, this is how much I made. And literally, once you get into a threshold of yeah. 40% tax, they can start taking more money off you. But then, but it's not gonna be. It's only gonna be the money above that. Yes, yeah. yes, that's what. Cause I thought, oh, so you get even more, like no, because nah, then it would make people just be hovering on the border. True, like. <laughs> true. So like, obviously, I had this discussion, yeah, with um, with I admit, and she was just like, oh, but even if you are getting taxed more above that threshold, you're still technically making more money yeah. because you've got into the threshold. And I was like, oh, that's a good, that's a good way of looking at it. But for the normal, for for the normal person. Um, getting into the 40% threshold, I think sometimes when you look at your pace, it can be stinging like, oh, this oh, is facts. mad. <laughs> but for someone that's been wealthy or been rich, they, they always seem to have loopholes of how to get out of, maybe not not get out of not paying it, but find things to where they're still not taxed the full 40%. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? So I was thinking, is there... Well, probably 50% for 50%, them. yeah. So I was thinking, even with that, like, how do we become... Obviously, I know you can research and stuff, but is that something we should kind of be researching before we even get into that. Because I was watching, I was watching um, a podcast again. This was on Hardcore Podcast with JME. And he was like, I'm more informed than my friends around me because I research everything, even before it's happened. Mm-hmm. So I so said, before I got a mortgage, I researched it. So he's like, there's fixed rates. You know what I mean? There's alternating this. And, and he was saying some stuff that I didn't even know. So I was just mm-hmm. like, yeah, maybe it is just about research. So when it comes to tax, yeah, do you know, do you feel like you know enough when it comes to tax? Because again, the other scenario was, 
Uh, we'll get into that, but go on. I'll ask you that question after. Do you feel like you know enough when it comes to looking at your pay slip and working out the tax? Because literally, I just mm. look at mine and I'll be like, all right, cool, that's how much I want. I don't actually check because they could be wrong. No, yeah. Cool, I know, but definitely. I don't actually know. Not, I know you can go online and type in figures and that, but I don't actually actively go and check that. No, yeah, same. <laughs> to be honest, I, I kind of do get my pay slip and just. Hmm. You just look at the net pay, isn't it? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm literally like. I skim through everything. I see student finances come out. Yeah. National insurance tax. Uh, what's the other tax that you get as well? There's two types of taxes: national insurance yeah. and then whatever. Yeah, student loan. All yeah, and then student loan. I see deduct, deduct, deduct. Then I'm looking at net pay. I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I'm not even excited anymore. I'm just Trust like, me. cool. Like, like, tax codes, all these. Yeah. Things. So like, with that, like again, um, someone I was talking to, she was on the wrong tax code, so she was getting paid more than she should have. Because oh, they weren't taxing her man. as much. So I was thinking, and then obviously was talking, she was just like, nah, like, um, I feel like I'm getting too much money. So we kind of roughly worked it out on how much she should be getting after tax per month. And I was like, yeah, you're getting, she was getting at least like maybe three or 400 more than she should have been getting. Every month? Way. Yeah, every month. But you know what the tax people do? Like a year later, they'll be like, you owe us 5,000. That's, That's mad. mad. So she checked with her payroll in her company and they were like, no, like everything seems right. Like it doesn't seem there's no mistakes on our end, and you haven't given us anything otherwise. And then eventually she left it, but she was still uh, uneasy about it. Don't get me wrong, though. They were giving me money for free. I'd be like, I don't care. <laughs> no, I'm not calling no tax people, but she was still a bit uneasy. Like I'm not meant to be getting yeah, this much yeah. money, so she ended up calling the tax people, and they were like, Yeah, something happened, but basically you're on the wrong tax code. And then they were like, You owe us this much money. It wasn't a stupid amount, but it's still quite significant to. Basically, not getting paid for the month in it like that much. Oh, so, nice. um, they were like, "There's nothing we can do. You have to wait until April, and then something about they'll change the tax code to correct itself, and then you'll be getting the tax, tax correct. Yeah, tax a bit more, or you can work out a payment kind of scheme." So I was thinking, it's mad because sometimes I might have done one or two extra shifts, but I never really know if I'm getting paid more than I should be, or oh, if I'm okay. even, or if I'm even getting underpaid. So. Do you think it's a thing that we kind of need to be a bit more enlightened about in general? Because, <clears throat> yeah, I think it's one of those things because... Just like why my company takes care of it. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's like, why am I looking into it? Like, I've had, like, multiple occasions where I've got money that I've been owed. Really? Just in the so yeah, tax rebates or whatever. I don't even know. Have you got that? No, I've got a tax rebate maybe once, but it wasn't even that much money. So I was just like... Oh, okay, cool. cool. Yeah. And, yeah, it's like... I don't know. It's one of those things where... Unless you're properly on your money management. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like subscriptions. True. true. <laughs> like, unless you're properly, properly on it. True. Like, you're you, counting every penny. Yeah, you might different. just be losing out on some things here and there. Um, but yeah, I think you should definitely, especially when you're starting, just try and just know. make sure more time. Correct. Yeah. You'll know from your previous tax codes. True. And so you can compare yeah. and be like, yeah. And it might be a bit different if you've got any um, tax benefits like um, true. Um, private. Healthcare, yeah, or yeah, because sometimes you do get that, like in, that in work contracts as well. They're like, you're entitled to private healthcare and whatever. Yeah. So, so usually after that, your your what's it? Your tax code will change because oh, okay. See, I didn't even know that. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, I actually need to research it, but I just thought it was a good talking point because I was thinking some of us, not all of us, are not as. It's not even about being inquisitive, but once you've been kind of bred into a system of the company takes care of it, mm-hmm. you just think, okay, cool. Am I on the right tax code? I think there's only been one time where I, I thought I was heavily underpaid and I chased after it. It turned out I was right. Mm. But ever since then, I've never been like, am I actually on the right tax code? Like, let me check this or whatever. I'm just like, this seems about right. Mm-hmm. So I thought it's, it's <coughs> definitely an important thing to be kind of like aware of in general. Because 
however much you're getting paid, in essence, always affects whatever you're going to do in terms of getting a mortgage. Oh, yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? So sure. imagine for a whole year you've been getting paid wrong. If you're getting paid wrong and it's more money, it's not a bad thing. <laughs> now your mortgage can fly through. But if it's a thing where you're getting underpaid and you didn't realise it until you take it to a mortgage advisor, then you'd be like, raw like... Obviously, you do get your money back eventually, but that could be the difference between you maybe purchasing something and not, or even proving an element of financial stability. Oh, big facts. Then not, so... Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's true, man. And another thing with taxes is... If you're self-employed or have a business, now then... Now you've got to do your own tax. Or take it to an accountant, yeah, 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 yeah. Shout then out, shout out, Pearl. He does that. Like, oh, yeah? So some people work on, like, um, is it like a contract basis? Like, mm. you go in and then you kind of... I don't know if she does her own taxes, but the company she works for doesn't take care of it. So she's in, she's responsible oh, okay. for sorting out her taxes and, yeah. Like and contractors like, do it as well. Yeah, like, yeah, um, yeah. Basically contracting. So I was just like, yeah, that's, that's crazy. It's not something... Because she told me that, and I was thinking, that's not actually something I've actually thought about. Like, oh, I need to mm-hmm. check if my tax code is this and that, but, yeah. Oh, yeah. And when you have your own business, that's when you can start getting into the tax write-offs yeah, and all these different yeah, things. Yeah, you know yeah, yeah. And I think I heard this in a song, actually. I, I decided to look up, but there's a difference in how you get taxed. Like, if you're limited or if you're a sole trader, like, yeah. there's there's loads of different ways in how tax can affect, affect your overall pay and how you register a company or, mm-hmm. you know, how you... Um, explain payments and stuff. So yeah, like yeah, you even get some people that don't give themselves a salary. They'll just take um dividends or oh really? Yeah. So that way you're not even paying as much tax or whatever. Yeah, there's there's a whole host of different things people do. Yeah, man. um, Definitely. Next time you get a paycheck, yeah, have a look at your tax code. (laughs) You know, even if it is right, at least you know what your tax code is. Because if you (laughs) were to ask me what's your tax code, I'd be like, I don't know. So yeah, man. Um, but yeah, obviously, being educated on these things. Yeah. Obviously, it will make a difference, innit? Yeah, so definitely. For sure, man. How important do you think, like, education is for for foundation? Or, like... That is. It's important. Or just in general now, nowadays. Again, this is the, another discussion I was having. Like, someone said, is it education or is it the institution you find yourself in? Because we went back to the predict predicted uh, grade scandals. Mm-hmm. So, even though a lot of kids were predicted to get A's and whatever, because they were from a certain area, let's just say a Croydon, and their school wasn't registered as a top achieving school, the government didn't necessarily predict them the A's that they were actually predicting. Yeah. They were predicting like three grades below, like C minus or whatever, yeah. or whatever the numbers are now. But those people that lived in like a Chiswick area and went to a recognized school that predicted B's and A's got those predictions. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking, maybe it's not even about education. It's the institutions that you find yourself in as being the key for success sometimes. Because... Mm-hmm. I can come from South London, a gutter, quote unquote, unquote, a gutter, as some people, or the ghetto, and I've worked my whole life, and I've got A's, one or two B's, but mainly A's, and I've been a a, a high-performing student, but I might find it more difficult to get into a space or position or even a higher education role because I might be coming from a place where it's evident that, you know, it's it's not really rated like that yeah, if that yeah, makes yeah. any sense in it. I was trying to put it more eloquently, but it's not recognized as a, a high performing area. Yeah, area. Mm-hmm. Whereas me living in Chelsea and going to a private school and even just maybe just coming out with B's and maybe one A, they're more likely to be like, oh, cool, we can make space for this guy because he comes from the institution of mm-hmm. success. Mm-hmm. And most of the examples we can see that come from this institution go on to be something. Cause I'm pretty sure Boris Johnson didn't even do that good in his grades. Mm-hmm. Like, I think I, I remember reading this or watching this. Like, I think he was like an average student, but because of the institutions, 
he found himself with or in and the connections he had, he was able to catapult himself into places of power quite quickly. Mm -hmm. So I would say education is important, but I think what's more important might just be the institutions that you find yourself in. What are your views on that anyway? That's that's my No, yeah, yeah, yeah. <coughs> it's definitely clear that certain institutions do propel you mm, <laughs> further mm. than others. Like, you know, if you're able to get into Oxford or like exactly. Eton or like all these Oxford, different places. Cambridge, you know, like literally, yeah. Like, you know, your chances for success are far higher. True. Um, that doesn't necessarily mean that you, you can't get achieve a third. <laughs> yeah, 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 you'll yeah, do better yeah, than someone do, that yeah, gets a first in, um, I don't know. It doesn't necessarily mean that, but there is a certain like you just do get a level, a certain level of prestige. Prestige, just from yeah, just from being in those institutions, yeah. And and I don't know, man. Grades in general are just funny because I feel like everybody just, well, not everybody, but mm. there's a large proportion of us, yeah, when we we're going through school. Like you're just trying to get the grades, but you're not necessarily focusing on the information you're be True. you're learning. That's very which deep. Which is that's very which deep. Is deep because yeah. as you go through life, you mm. start to find out that you're just the knowledge things. is more important yeah. than actually preach, man. Than actual the actual grades, you know what I mean? Yeah, no. Because that's, a lot of people can true, actually man. just memorize stuff. <laughs> that's true. That's you know what true. I mean? Memorize stuff and then put it on a paper and get mm. good grades. So but that's, yeah. Ask them. <laughs> Ask them like to you know, display what you've just learned and like stuff. a year ago. Like. Yeah, it's true. And I feel like remember. maybe that's the difference in terms of education quality and institutions. Yeah. Because in institutions, yeah, most I would say we'd like to believe anyway. Let's just go with that. We'd like to believe most people that go to these institutions are quite smart naturally. Mm-hmm. But they're not next because they're already at a level of like mental capability, they're not necessarily teach them to to pass tests. They're training and teaching them on how to use the information. Mm. Whereas us in mainstream schools and education might just be, I've seen it. You know what I mean? I've, I've been in classes like that. Or, you know, we see it on TV as well when you're watching all these secondary school shows. They're like, we've got a quota to meet. So at least yeah, we're going to, you're predicted a C, but we're going to work to make sure you get that C. But they're not going to work to elevate you to get the A. Or even, forget about grades. For you to get that C, they're not going to work for you to really be able to implement that imp- information in life going forward. So now we just want you to pass this exam. Exactly. <laughs> so I've adopted the mentality of I just need to go through education to meet these grades. That's so it. people perceive me to be this. But if you ask me what my course was actually about, I might not be able to tell you. <laughs> but I can tell you what grade I got, which That's is so mad. True, which is mad. Like, now that you said that, I might have been one of those prime examples. Like now, I just scream to meet the grade. You know what mm. I mean? So if you look at my past test papers, I'm average or just above average, but I'm not. I'm not done with it. Like, I can pass stuff, mm. but it doesn't necessarily train you for the real world of how do you use that information. So do you feel like because those these specific institutions that are prestige implement that way of thinking, that's why there's so many more that's why there's so much more success stories? Or is it because of is it does it go hand in hand with the connections they can have because they're in those institutions? Um Yeah, I, I I'm not sure exactly, exactly what it is, yeah. I think the latter is definitely true. Like, you know, connections. the connections, mm. the prestige of mm. the actual um different colleges and all these different things. Yeah. That definitely plays a part. Um, in terms of, like, how they teach and yeah. how, like, relevant they make the information, information compared to, like, just trying to make you pass the exam. Yeah. I, I can't really comment yeah, on that. Yeah, because you haven't been there <laughs> yeah, yet, you so know what I mean? you can't really say exactly. But I would say one example that we can kind of 
read or infer from is, you know, like Yale, I think it's Yale, Yale and Harvard mm-hmm. in America, like Mark Zuckerberg and all them and went there. So mm-hmm. while they were at the uni, they were creating Facebook. It's not like and they left. Out, it? Yeah. yeah, exactly. It wasn't like they left and they had like, oh yeah. I feel like there must have been some kind of element of, you know, use this information because mm. now so-and-so in the past has managed to do this or establish this. So now that they're taking that information in, they're like, raw, like, how can we, you know, they might be doing a course on economics or whatever. I don't know what courses they did, but they're just going to be thinking, how can we simplify this? Because someone's done this and they become rich. So how do mm. we make this? And then all of a sudden, MySpace or Facebook's created. They're like, raw, that's mad that they had that idea. But they're in a kind of social environment mm. where, where I think they're promoted to think like that. You know what I mean? So-and-so went to this uni. Like, it's like us, us going to uni. Our uni was calm, but I feel like maybe if we had more visual and practical stories of this person did this while he was in uni and worked on this, you might, I don't know, it might not have been, but I feel like some people might have been even more motivated to be like, oh, let's, what can we create while we're here Mm. that could potentially lead us to some type of, I don't even think they think of the success element, but the element of usability where we're globally recognised now. So, Two Tones and Exo in Portsmouth Uni created a, a system where you can book something off your phone. If we created something, I don't know, whatever, I'm just giving an example, whatever, but imagine us, we created that in uni five or ten years ago and it's still being a thing that's been implemented today and improved on. It's mm. mad. Do you know what I mean? Now you're creating a legacy of, it's not about what, because I don't know what grades Mark Zuckerberg got, got, but I know that he's a creator of Facebook. <laughs> it's mad. Do you know what I mean? It's crazy, mm. like, and... It's actually, it's very deep when you think about that. Like, sometimes I do, like, have that feeling of maybe maybe some of these institutions do promote, like, using information more rather than just passing grades. But mm. we can't, I can't specifically say they do. Yeah, it's hard to say because you don't know how much of that is, like, innate in a person. True. They might have true. been, like, they might not have even had to go to uni to do that. True, you know I mean? true. Like, That's very um, true. Them guys that did um, yeah. um, Gymshark. True. They didn't even, yeah. Like most of these guys even drop out, you know. True, that's true. That's true. They might there may be a um a factor there, Mm. but Mm. yeah, it's hard to say completely one way or another. But still though. If I have a smart child, bro, you're going Oxford. (laughs) 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 Oxford or Cambridge or whatever, but again though, I'd want them to feel comfortable, innit? Because you don't even have to go to a top necessarily a top uh scholar school here. Like you could go abroad and go to a top scholar school. Because I remember I read an article where a boy in the UK and several it was a girl, a few other students got accepted into Harvard and Yale yeah. in America, mm-hmm. but they turned them down to, to go somewhere else. But yeah, like that. Well, they try to make them them quotas now, innit? Yeah, <laughs> but Oxford and Cambridge. True, yeah, and I know. But again, scholarship as well. Yeah, even with that, they still need to work on their element of inclusion because now it's a predominantly white institution. So now you've got these whiz kid, you know, children from ethnic backgrounds coming into your space. How do you accommodate them and make them feel comfortable? Because we did hear stories of people felt like they were isolated or they were being outcasted because they weren't from that kind of background. No, that's what I mean. Yeah. Like, I think nowadays, there is like, there's like ACS conscious there, effort. you know what I mean? Yeah, there's yeah, yeah. Quite there's a bit few, more of a conscious effort to try. Quite a lot of them, yeah, so. But yeah, it's it an interesting question, so. It's dope. Mm. That's dope. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hold on to that one, though. Like, like, even when you have a child in the future, it's not necessarily about, I want you to pass, don't get me wrong, you can't fail anything. But once you pass, I'm like, how are you going to use that information? Especially if it's something that you like. Mm. Because I know not everyone resonates with each subject that you do. You do it sometimes just to pass. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. sometimes you excel in subjects, but you still don't use the information. It's just like, ah, oh, this comes easy, so I know I can get an A. Mm-hmm. But if you're already that adept, um, or inept, should I say, at that age, 
I think maybe us as the older guardians need to start promoting how they can use it outside of the education yeah, system. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? So, yeah. That's big facts. And now cool. there's, there's so much examples. But I'm sure there was a kid. She done her like masters in physics or something. How was it? She was like 12. <laughs> Some is a degree or a masters, and then they asked her, "What do you want to be?" And she was like, "I want to own my own bank, like my own thing, not right. like work for someone else." So, you know, if they can be thinking of it from that age, why not? You know what I mean, especially in the tech space and IT and all yeah, that. Yeah, for sure. Man. I remember in my IT lessons, sure. like they used to try and teach us how to like make a website and all these different things. And no one used to take it in. I used no to play. Really take it serious. I used to play games, playing games you know, like, all the time. <laughs> and I wish I'd kind of taken it on board. Like, oh, this is bad. Well, yeah, I mean, bro. yeah. But now you see. There's, there's Some so people don't even examples. go uni, man. They t- they're self taught. Like, yeah, I know how to do this. Like, yeah. I took myself my from early. So, yeah, so. Yeah, yeah man. Any, endless possibilities. For man. sure. For sure. But there's some people that don't have to grant. They just get a bit of luck. It's <laughs> mad. <laughs> <laughs> they get that opportunity. Get that that blessing opportunity. quick. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, like in America, in Michigan, apparently, there was. It's the, it's the highest lottery win ever. It's a billion dollars, but no one's come forward to claim it. That's outrageous. But apparently, this isn't the first time. Like, there's been several instances where someone's won on a ticket, but they haven't come forward to claim the money in it. Mm. So One billion. <laughs> that's crazy, though. That's actually crazy. That's actually mad. So, like, even with, um, even with that, yeah. Have you ever been in a scenario? Not necessarily with that much money, because <laughs> boy, I'm not losing that ticket. Where you've um had some money that you've forgotten about, like just in general. Oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah. When when was the last time you actually forgot that you actually had? I'm not talking about five pound, maybe like a couple hundred or something. Oh no, okay. Because <laughs> I'm pretty sure there's one time I had um I had a savings account and I had about it wasn't bare, but I had a, like a couple hundred in it and I completely oh, forgotten about it. Okay. Like, oh, like I've actually got money in this. We had this. We had this talk the other day. Yeah, yeah. Do you know? So like, okay. So when was the last time in general you just forgot about money that you had? It doesn't have to be that much. But yeah, it's um yeah maybe like two weeks ago. Oh really? Like, cause I don't really carry cash in it. Uh yeah, I'm the same. I'm I'm card everywhere, man. So like, when I, I do find money and it's cash, it's cause I haven't worn that piece of clothing <laughs> in a while, isn't it? <laughs> it's true. I look it's in the pockets and I'm like, oh. That's one thing I do actually. Before I put any of my clothes in the washing machine, I put my hands in the pockets just to oh, be like, okay. cause I found like ten pound in my pockets. I was like, oh, I would have ruined my life. But like, <laughs> <laughs> ten pound get washed, but yeah, like I think sometimes. I do think it depends on how much money it is, but sometimes in the human nature, even in terms of financial aspects we do forget that we have things yeah that we've been nice. keeping for time do you get what i mean so i was thinking that feeling of actually finding money even if it's 10 pound is mad like oh mm. shit i still got money normally though do you spend it or do you keep it like i, I usually just put it into a jar you know like i've been doing it. oh like, so mm. i try to just keep the money unless i know i'm going out and i haven't got nothing on me then i'll <laughs> take it with me but usually i try to like keep the money and just stow it for quote unquote a rainy day so no nah, especially with cash now like if I find cash, I'm like, oh, okay, let me use this instead of like oh, money from my okay, account. Okay, for your account. Yeah yeah, 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 that makes sense. Because that seems like my real money, true, the money in my account. True, <laughs> But th- sometimes don't you find yourself going into stores here yeah, and it'll be like card only. And you're like, oh. like, I know there is cash machines on that mm. and you can pay with cash. But I remember I, I went into today, actually, I went to self checkout in Morrison before I came here. And the first few machines like debit card only. But I had two pounds <laughs> on me. So I was just like, I know the other ones do take coins, but there's people yeah, on there. I was like, yeah, I can't yeah. bother to wait. And I'll just pay for my card in it. So. Yeah, I just it was, it was it was kind of an interesting thing of people just not claiming or forgetting, because I reckon someone might have just forgotten that they bought the ticket or they even have a winning ticket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you yeah. can imagine if you lose it, that's a billion. Because <sighs> there's some people that play it weekly. True. And like it's true, so you, you might even get confused and think, "Nah, I didn't win." And just throwing it away. Or like you just get so used to losing. Imagine you've been doing this for five years. That's true. That's true. Just, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, nah, I didn't win. 
And they don't <laughs> even, even check it. They're just like, nah, I didn't win. Oh, wow. That's mad. That feeling of that much money, though, would be crazy. I don't even know what I'd do, like, for you to inherit. And the next question I was going to go on to from there actually was, would you rather take a lump sum, get paid at once, but they won't pay you all of it, so lump sum because of tax and stuff, or would you rather get paid, I think it was, they, they did it monthly for like the next 25 or 35 years, something like that, mm. and then they complete your money over that period of time. Would you rather just have it as a lump sum, and why? Hmm, I was thinking about this, and I think I'll take the lump sum, even if it's I was thinking that too, but I was thinking... Would you not rather just get paid monthly where you know the money's basically never going to end until you're, like, what, we're touching 30s now till you're 60? I see. Because then again, something could happen. They could be like, you know what, we can't pay. It's true. Or not even that. Go I'm, on, go on, I go on. You say your point. There'll probably be a contract to, like, honor it. But I, I think it's probably until you are, oh, for as long as you are alive, innit? So what happens true, if you die early? True, <laughs> like, you true. know, all these different but things. But there must be custodians. Like, you must yeah, sign maybe. something like, oh, if I pass... Then this person gets all the that's money. That's true. That's true. Surely there, but there has to be something. Yeah, like probably, but going, probably. But going. But what also, your, yeah. I was gonna say, money is more valuable now than later. I feel. So. Ooh, that's a good question. I mean, that's a good statement. Yeah. But going. Yeah. So I feel having like the bulk of your money, yeah. You can, <laughs> you can use like quite a lot of that true. to invest or whatever. True. Or put into other things, buy a couple businesses. Yeah. And that can be paying you that hundred thousand. Yeah, that's true. Because I, I saw I saw one of the figures. I I hope it's not wrong, but something along the lines of someone won like maybe eight hundred million on a. This was in America, innit? And they decided they outrageous. they decided to claim the the bulk at once instead of mm. getting paid over a period of time. And after tax, it was like six hundred and something. But it's mm. still stupid money. Stupid. Do you get what I mean? So I was thinking, would I have done that? Would I have just said, yeah, pay me for the next thirty years? But I'm more inclined to say I would have just taken a lump sum because it is what it is. It's in my account now. Yeah, because the hundred thousand a month. <coughs> Obviously, it's sick. But yeah, it limits you. True, but then does it kind of like? Don't you think hey, it it's kind a safety of, net? It, as well. Yeah, it's a safety net. It's it safety paces net. you like you can't blow all of it. Yeah, at once, yeah, like yeah, It's hundred yeah. k. You don't need to work again. You got you're, you're getting hundred k. But so obviously, it's gonna depend on the type of person you are. Yeah, like I feel if you're having <laughs> like six hundred million, that's mad. You have I enough think you money. You go crazy though because if you've never seen that kind of money, no, yeah, this life, is what I'm gonna go into. Yeah, I think you have enough money to buy. Uh, a financial advisor or a couple yes, or five yeah. ten, true <laughs> and pay their salary quite pay their easily. salary yeah. um, a couple accountants couple da, 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 da. people to put you in like investment Position managers of good stead yeah people that can like shape you like experts in their field mm. and you're mm. paying them for their services so if they're not if you if you're monitoring it and you're diligent watching it yeah if it's not like if your portfolio or whatever is not like increasing yeah. you can find them <laughs> onto the next all, true, all these different true, things true, so true. i feel like it really depends on how you true, you manage it you know what I mean? even if you even if you like blow 100 million you're still calm <laughs> I, would, I would have to shed a tear at least because even but yeah but you're still calm because you're still still yeah. sitting on 500k like what's i mean 500 mil so it's like look that 100 million didn't even hurt me i still got 500 million, you know what i mean so it's true so i feel like you can buy so many <laughs> Why just so much it's stuff, mental, bro? it's <laughs> mental. But the only thing with that is, I remember watching an interview from an athlete, and he was like, that basically, they did a breakdown of how he spent his first million dollars mm. on a rookie contract playing American football. And he was just saying all the stuff that he bought for his parents and for himself and whatever. But he was like, one thing I will tell people when they're starting to get money and they come from a position of not really having that much is even if you've got a financial advisor, if it's too good to be true, it probably is. Mm. So don't put your money into it. 
And if you don't understand and it's just too complex for you to understand, don't put your money into it. That's the best way to kind of keep your money. No, yeah, because I feel like, again, I was watching this. This was someone on Insta. I can't remember his name, but he was like, yeah, man. Not criticising people, but kind of like trying to give people vim to invest their money mm. and diversify their funds, which I understand. But if you don't understand what you're investing in, why are you going to invest in it? No, you know yeah, what I mean? Like, don't, don't do that. Or don't buy into a scheme where oh, everyone's investing, I'm going to invest. Because mm. I feel like we're really in that time and in that period where when one person says something, everyone jumps onto the bandwagon, but they don't know what they're doing. Mm. So it's like the blind following the blind. So I feel like even with money, whether it's 600 mil or 600 pounds, like, even if you have money, I do agree with you in a sense of sometimes money will lose value if you just keep it in a bank and it's not accumulating anything. But you have to do your own due diligence into what you're oh, yeah, doing with your sure. money. So for if sure. you're not sure, just keep it in the bank. You might as well, mm-hmm. because even if, quote unquote... You're getting interest. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's less than whatever yeah, it's yeah. worth in five years. You haven't lost it to your own negligence in wanting to make more from it. You get what I'm saying? So... I think doing your own due diligence is 100% important. And why is it, why does money, it sounds like a stupid question, but why does money lose its value? Because sometimes you hear about money in the, in the, in the olden days and they say it's worth more now than it was mm. back then. So why is that? But then now in the area that we're in, the money is worth less daily. Like, why is that? Yeah, is it just because of the rates and stuff? Or? Um, down to, yeah, it's like inflation. Because okay. like if the cost of living was like 10 times less back then, mm. then even the same amount of money would buy you 10 times more. Okay, okay, so okay, yeah. It's just like, as That's inflation where, okay. rise... Because I was thinking, blood, how does that make sense? Because you, you even said it today, like, oh, you know, we're losing on the money that we just keep sitting in the account. But I was thinking, blood, like, back in the day, they had less, but it's worth more now. But now that you're spending like that, okay. And also, it depends sense. on, like, like interest rates and different mm, things. Mm, so at the mm, moment, mm, mm, I think interest rates are like at record lows. Yeah, yeah. So money in the bank is not necessarily... A good thing in terms of just keeping it there. Not or, like I always say this, for example. <coughs> I always say it's always good to have a pot of money there just in case of anything. Anything, yeah. Or yeah, yeah. if you want to like buy in the future or like if you're mm. saving for whatever, mm. house or um, car, whatever, mm. it's always good to have a pot of money there. But beyond a certain point, if especially if the interest rates are like virtually at zero, but yeah, then look for something. Yeah, in which, look for yeah. something to like you know mm. just mm. put your money into because yeah, anything above that, if it's not for a purpose, it's kind of mm. you're kind of losing money. Losing, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I get, yeah. I get the concept, but definitely it comes down to due diligence as well. Mm. If it's too complex for you to understand, don't invest in it. And if it's if it sounds too good to be true. Do some more research or just don't invest in it because it probably is too good to be true. That's it, man. You, know I mean? you, so can, you can also just take time to... To study something completely. Yeah, before like, you yeah, actually dive true. into it, innit? Yeah. Or just start off with a small amount. It doesn't have to be all your money. You know what I mean? If you've got £500 sitting in the bank, you can go with like a £20 gamble. Like, And it's not necessarily gambling as in roulette, but as in investing. Like, yeah. like cool, let me put £5 in this stock. Whatever, then from there you can start to learn as well. So that's actually you can actually start from one pound. Now, yeah, exactly. So you yeah, that's mean? how you can literally learn. And there's a lot of like different practice accounts and all these different things. Yeah, that you can use. So. So. But yeah, so. man, I think that's that, I think that's Wrapping what we got. Up, yeah. yeah, for this week, man. But thank you very much for listening. You got a nugget for this week? Mm. Been studying hard. Stay hard. Be hard. <laughs> <laughs> go hard or go home. <laughs> Uh, nah, I actually don't have one, man. So um, I'm not gonna lie. I'm gonna take it a little bit from David. I will say this: I've got, I've got two. Yeah. <laughs> so obviously, number one, which is very important, just do your due d- diligence. Just because you heard information to do something, which is 
you know, to ultimately benefit you, you still have to do your own research, for sure. I think I've said that before, but I will go with that again. And number two is, sometimes people complain and they'll be like, something's hard or, this from David Goggins, they'll be like, oh, I'm trying. David Goggins will say, what, he said basically to someone, what do you mean by you're trying? Mm. And he said, you know, like, a kid gave him an example. He's like, I was in school, I was in, in college, in secondary school, I used to pass all my exams easily. Like, everything came to me naturally. I was an A student. In college, I had to work for it, innit? It started to become a bit... Mm. But I was still passing my exam exams. But now, I'm I'm studying hard all the time, but I'm not necessarily getting the grades that I want. And he was like, then, are you really trying? Because everything else before that has come to you naturally. So now, your headspace is in a different environment where it has to challenge itself. Mm. So just because you're challenging yourself doesn't mean that you're trying. Trying means... You've done this thing every single day and you're constantly basically fighting an emotion to stop because, mm. you know, like he found it hard. He just wanted to kind of give up. But he said, you're not really trying because you're almost at the point of just quitting and saying, mm. you know what, I'm just going to revert back to my old ways. But sometimes new ways and new challenges demand demand you to fully apply yourself to. It might not be enjoyable. It might not be something you like, but learning something shouldn't be easy. It should oh, always yeah. be seen yeah. as a challenge. So... Trying doesn't mean that uh, I study four hours a day and I'm not passing. Trying is literally, it's difficult to pass, but I still apply myself no matter what. So mm. even the times I want to quit, I'm still applying myself. Don't get me wrong, you're allowed to break, you're allowed to chill. But just because I'm studying four hours a day and I'm not passing doesn't mean that you're trying. Trying is like I'm actually applying myself to this thing every single day. And I know I'm not applying my current situation to my old situation. Mm. Because the moment you're doing that, technically you're not trying. You're referring back to your old situation, not your new one. So that's very deep. Shout out David Goggins. And I took that in, I was just like, that's real. That's very real. I'm going to say that to my son one day. (laughs) (laughs) Trust me. So yeah, man, definitely take that one in. Let it resonate, let it marinate. And definitely try to apply it it to yourself. You know what I mean? With whatever you're doing. Whether that's business, education, you know, whatever. So definitely try to apply that going forward. And um. Yeah, man, like, share, and subscribe. Follow us on all our socials. Keep retweeting. As always. Keep resharing. Keep reposting. We appreciate all the love. Support. Thank you, guys. Stay safe. And God bless. We will see you next week.